Lake Forest podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Joseph Fidus, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Gangier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest own Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters. Matt A, Elizabeth C, Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C, and Helen. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broad Stop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. Rick Amos, welcome back to the Lake Forest Podcast. I hear you know something a little bit about uh, Friends of Parks and Rec. Is that bit. so? A little bit, yeah. 18 years now I've been on the Park and Rec Foundation board. You, you get all the blame and none of the credit. Well, I get a lot of the credit and a, just a little bit of the blame. Probably more, more credit than I deserve and probably not <laughs> enough blame than I deserve. But. Well, well, Rick, tell tell uh, the, you know because we got a lot of new people that moved in the area. What is Friends of uh, Park and Rec, and what, how is that different from Parks and Rec? Yeah, good point. So, so the Friends uh, Foundation is essentially a volunteer group of folks in the community that are uh, aiming to support the needs of the Park and Recreation Department of Lake Forest. As you know, it's it's unlike other North Shore communities. It's not a taxing authority, so it's not a park district or the city government. So we are an advocacy group that uh, works with Sally Swarthout and Joe Mobile and others within the city to, in essence, do all things about community events and uh, helping out the Park and Recreation Department. So that's things like farming studies, uh, funding scholarships, uh, help raising funds to provide for things that maybe not within the city budget. And, and a variety of things. And so we do fundraising to support that cause. And, and a big part of that is, is we host four events a year uh, in the community for, for community outreach uh, that help go to you know, support all those activities and raise some dollars. And, and what are those four events, Rick? So we have a golf outing, Fred Jackson golf outing, which is next Friday, June 2nd at Deer Path. Uh, about 144 golfers will participate in that event for the day. And then we also have um, the 4th of July Festival of Fireworks, obviously on the 4th. Uh, it, it has always been Deer, Cat, Deer Path Community Park, and there's a little bit of an adjustment this year with the turf field project going in. 
Then we have a music festival. This year it's August 19th in the parking lot behind City Hall. And then finally, the uh, tree lighting festival, which is the Friday after Thanksgiving, uh, which is in Market Square. So those are those are our four big community events for, for all to attend. So, so, so you raise the money. Where does the money go? So we raise funds, um, and then all 100% of the proceeds go back to the Park and Recreation Department. So there's a variety of projects that we get involved in. Um, as an example, we helped raise funds for the pavilion out at Townline Community Park a number of years ago. We've been involved in the Deer Path uh, golf course renovation project, raising funds for that. Um, we, we funded the study along with Parks and Recreation Department in terms of the, the assets the community wanted, which gosh, six years ago was a survey with the community, which the turf fields became the number one demand. And here we are six years later uh, under construction for that. Um, and so currently we're also working on um, the pathway project down to uh, Lake Forest Beach. As you know, they, they took out the ramp a couple of years ago due to the sliding of the bluff. And so the city's engaged a, a study to uh, go back in and put uh, that, that ADA compliant pathway back down to the beach. Uh, and so we are raising $1.5 million for that project, which is just now starting. So all sorts of different things. But a lot of it is scholarship. You know, there's needy families in town. Um, you know, with the economy being the way it is, there's, there's folks that always need some help with some scholarships. So we raise a lot of funds for that, too, if you will, to help kids attend programs through the Park and Recreation Department. Rick, you got something? Uh, I just wanted to, yeah, I, but first, I'm, I'm a huge fan of your organization. I, you guys have done a great job, uh, particularly the tree lighting ceremony, which uh, the chamber used to do back in the day. And, and it's uh, you guys have picked that up and done a great job with it. Um, the Fourth of July, uh, 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 concert. Um, who's the uh, who's our band this year? Yeah, so a couple things. I'm glad you brought that up. So you know, with the construction good of show. Community Park, uh, we are moving back to the east lot of Deer Path Middle School. So for those that remember the symphony years ago, that's where they used to host the event. So we will be there this year uh, since we can't use Deer Path Community Park. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll be back and and set. The events will be primarily the same as they have been from previous years. Uh, the location will be just a little bit to the north there. Uh, and so we have two bands playing. We have Fletcher Rockwell uh, playing, who will be our opening band, which is a great Chicago area band. Uh, and then our headliner this year is Run Forest Run, which is kind of a 80s, 90s, 2000 cover band. Um, that's also uh, from the from Chicagoland area. A lot of people know will, will know of both bands. They're in the area and they have, they have a nice draw. So it'll be, it'll be a great event. The gates open at 5 p.m. Um, there'll be Ravinia style, so you can come in with your chairs and your coolers, just like you have in the past. There'll be food vendors there, beverage vendors there, uh, and then kids' uh, games and activities uh, for the little ones as well. And then, obviously, around the, the, the big thing of the night is the, is the fireworks. So those will go off about 940, 945 uh, at the end of the day. Oh. So the Deer Path Park, the uh, fireworks, what's going to be different for this year. So we've adjusted the program a little bit this year because we, you know, we've added about 800 feet to the north for the viewing area. So we've, we've altered the program a little bit. So we'll, we'll shoot them up a little bit higher and a little broader. 
Uh, we won't have a lot of the low-level stuff because you won't be able to see it. So we've altered the program a little bit this year to, to compensate for, for, the, for the added distance. But in terms of the event, it'll, it'll pretty much run as it has the past, you know, basically 5 to 10 p.m. Good. Well, it's a good choices for bands, too. I, I'm, I'm glad to see that. I remember a couple of years ago, I saw Winona Judd there. Uh, and um, you know, as usual, every all the Lake Foresters were just talking to each other, and you know, because that's what we do, uh, and, and and partying. It's been the end of the Fourth of July, so everybody's you know in a good mood. Uh, and poor Winona Judd is up there trying to sing, and nobody's paying any attention to her. <laughs> <laughs> is that why Paul Heyman was upset about we spend so much money on musical artists or something like that in the uh, mayoral debate? Yeah, well, you know, they had Rick Springfield, you know, they had Rick Springfield one time and he, him, everybody listened to, he was, you know, everybody wanted to hear him, but uh, Winona Judd uh, was kind of upset. I think that uh, nobody was paying any attention okay, to yeah. her. We, we had some great performers over the years. As I said, this is our 18th year. So Eddie Money, all the way up to Rick Springfield, Kenny Loggins, um, <laughs> Lou Graham from Foreigner. So we've had, we've had quite a diverse group. We've, we've made a shift in our strategy. Because Ricky, you raised a great point, which is, you know, folks are there to visit with each other and see the fireworks. And it's kind of a community family event. And the fact that there's music is great, but yeah. nobody's, or at least half the people aren't paying attention. Most people aren't music. there. It's not, a, it's not a formal concert like a, you know, where you're there to see correct. the band. You're there to see the band. So correct. So we've, we've kind of shifted away, if you will, to the music festival of, of maybe spending a little bit more money on artists for that event, which is a music themed event. Mm -hmm primarily and, and that's the uh, august that's the august one that's over august. in the parking lots um uh on deer path correct august was, was that last year was that the first time we've done that no actually this is our fifth year of doing it we moved venue a couple of times we've been rained out twice yeah, yeah so we, we struggle we've struggled with the the, uh, the event over the last past couple of years and even even last year you know there was 90 percent thunderstorms up until about 45 minutes before the <laughs> yeah, yeah. and so attendance was probably about half of what we hoped it was going to be i was there for that it was very good very good event though the bands having the two different bands uh going so that there was a band going at all times yeah uh, was very entertaining and, yeah, and we, yeah, there was the food was very good there was no problem getting to the food vendors because yeah we were a little under um, uh, attended i think okay, exactly. uh, hopefully maybe better weather we can uh, get a good turnout joe so being new to Lake Forest. We moved here in August. So this will be our four, first 4th of July in Lake Forest. My question is, is there a parade? What? Uh, no, I'll, actually, I'll, I'll be glad to give you a little, little background on that. Lake Bluff has the parade. Um, Lake Bluff has an immense parade. Uh, people come from Lake, all over Lake Forest, Libertyville, uh, we get about 25, Lake Bluff has a population of approximately 5,000. We get 25,000 people out for the parade. It's that kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, it is, um, uh, we have usually, my, my wife uh, for 15 years ran, was the, kind of the parade master in terms of putting the whole parade together. Uh, we used to go out to other parades uh, to see and recruit bands uh, and get them uh, you know, and, and other acts uh, and the, the parade is, it is really something. Um, and it, but it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, it's over at noon. Um, you know, everybody has been imbibing adult beverages, uh, in the morning. Uh, and so everybody takes a nap in the afternoon, uh, and then wakes up and goes to Lake Forest for the, uh, concert, uh, and the fireworks. 
Uh, so we have kind of a nice little symbiotic relationship where Lake Bluff does the parade and Lake Forest does the concert. Uh, and, you know, everybody goes to both. Yeah, it's, and I think it's worked out well. Lake Bluff has done such a wonderful job of building that parade over the years that why, why mess with that, right? So we, we strategically moved our festival later in the day to give folks a chance to go home and relax a little bit and then come over to our event. So it's a, it's a, nice, it's a nice partnership between really sister communities. I think it really works well for both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I very much agree, yes. And then, Rick, I mean, you had so many curveballs last year. <laughs> and it's all your fault, man. <laughs> the uh, the ticket the tickets that you buy. Do you think if it's marketed as a donation, it's not a ticket; it's a donation. That way, there's no expectation of uh, I want my money back. Uh, you would like to think that, Pete, but not really. Not um, really. Not really. You know, last year was tough with the Highland Park shooting yeah yeah um you know we shut down for all the right reasons and and it was a it was an awful day for everybody right but you know we've we've had we had a lot of folks that said hey i understand i know it's a fundraiser keep my money and and then there's you know there's always some that are saying hey you didn't throw the event i want my money back and and so we and we do we refunded yeah we refunded the money we had to we had vendors you know the the challenge with events all communities are doing them. You know, we were somewhat unique 18 years ago when we did this uh, in terms of bringing in headliners and making it a festival. Now everybody's doing it because it's a great community event. It gets people out and Lord knows we need a lot more of that now in our community. And, and part of our mission is community engagement, right? You know, one of the things that makes Lake Bluff and Lake Forest so great is, you know, there's always something going on about every weekend. It gets people out of the house and gets them out there interacting with each other. And, you know, like you, Joe, I moved here 20 years ago. And, you know, when when uh, when Christmas rolls around, everybody hides kind of until May, right, due to the, due to the weather. So, so when summer rolls around, we're ready to go. And, and, and this has been quite fun to get to get folks out and, and doing these kind of things to, to, to visit with their neighbors and just entertain them and hang out. So anyway, last year was a challenge, but we have to pay, you know, we pay our vendors up front. You yep. know, so, so we had a tough time last year. You know, the city of Lake Forest, um, really Mayor Pandeleon and, and, and city council, Elizabeth Hollow, they all they all worked with us to help us. You know, we're, we're a not for profit group. Right. So the city stepped up because we canceled and kind of bailed us out financially last year. Um, so that was that was much appreciated, but but a tough day. And so this year we're fingers crossed we're, we're going to have a good day. Oh, absolutely. Odds got to be in your favor eventually, Rick. Well, they are, you know, it's funny you mention it. So, so when you do these things, you worry about what, what goes wrong, not what goes right. That takes care of itself. What goes wrong? Mm. 18 years, we've never been rained out. So when I, when I, so, so we have, we have, we have rain insurance, right? So for example, if we get rained out, we get covered. We have insurance coverage for that. Right. So, so we keep thinking that hey, so far so good. But one of the you better look at that coverage, man, because <laughs> it depends where the rain is measured, and those guys don't want to pay that money easily, Rick. You know that. I know. Well, yeah. Well, we're on site. We measure on site uh, just to make sure, and and uh, and we're in good standing. So it's it's a. Uh, but someday it's going to happen. All right. right? All right. Eventually. Mm-hmm. So 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 Rick. 
you know, we got two sides. We got for and against, okay? for for let's talk about August. You have people out there. My guy Paul Hammonegs, who's a you know loyal listener and and watcher, he just you know he tried to run for mayor and mm-hmm. you know we tried to get him across the line, but he was he was no match for uh, Doctor Tack. But he's bringing up why do you got to do the headline in August? You know why not do a lower risk band? Because at the end of the day, you know it's you're netting out cash to buy basketballs. I'm trying to dumb it down a, a, a lot, but how how do you dress when somebody says that, Rick? Well, I think I think Mr. Hammond makes a fair point. You know, the cost of these events is is really gone through the roof. You know, so so we this is a fundraiser, right? And 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 to Rick's point earlier, you know, how many people are really turning out for for a headliner, a national act? And the answer is not many, especially for Fourth of July. You know, we brought in last year. We brought in Maddie and Tay, which is an up and coming country artist. Um, and they were wonderful last year and everybody enjoyed it. It was two years ago. So it was last year. They were, they were last year. We had Joe Nichols two years ago. Um, and we have a, we have four bands, two stages. Yeah. And so, and so to Mr. Hammond's point and others, he's not, a, he's not wrong and he's not alone in his thinking that, you know, there, there is this fiscal responsibility. And so, you know, we did a study and basically came back and said, listen, unless we're going to go out and spend, Thirty, fifty thousand dollars to market and advertise this with billboards to draw folks from outside the the neighboring communities to our event. These these folks really aren't going to draw enough people in to justify the additional fee. So this year, the decision was made is that we will stay local with regional Chicago area bands that are more affordable, more reasonable. And so this year, we're going to try that with Fourth of July and for music festival, and kind of see how the economics go because. You know, if you get five or six thousand people, you can have a national act. If you get three thousand people, you better have a local act because the difference is the is the production cost and the talent cost for for a national band. Yeah. Well, Rick, who's the best if they make money? Yeah. Well, Rick, I know a pretty good uh, Blondie tribute band. Uh, if you open up one of those stages, I might be able to fit some somebody over there. But uh, I'll you know, we, you we are always looking for talented bands. So if anybody has any names out there they want us to consider, please, please send it heart, heart of Glass. Heart of Glass. That would be the band I would recommend. I'll All get right. back to you on that, Rick. All right. So we got Memorial Day coming up. Is that when the beach opens? Beach is open now. Beach is open. But I mean, is that like the, you know, pop the champagne and go down there? Yeah, it's kind of the official. You, you had asked earlier, what's the difference uh, between us and the Park and Recreation Board? And you know, again, we're a fundraising not-for-profit group that supports the Park and Recreation Board, works with city staff to do things like you just asked, which is when do we open the beach, when do we staff it, when do we close it after Labor Day, and so things of that nature. What are the fees? What are the programming guidelines? You know, Deer Path Community Park, they're heavily involved in, in the programming aspect of that. But to your question, yeah, the beach the beach is open, but officially this weekend, it's uh, guards will be posted and Folks will be at the top, making sure you have the appropriate uh, credentials, if you will, to, to park down at the beach. So and anybody that, yeah, and affix it to your windshield. <laughs> and, yeah. and and don't give those kids a hard time, you idiots. What kids? They, the, the people. Okay, they're not all kids. The the people that check at the f- top and the bottom. Okay, yeah. Ge- generally you'll. Yeah, you'll have uh, a, an older yeah. gentleman, and you'll have somebody younger that's up there. And then 
somebody's having a bad day that doesn't have their license on them, they'll berate the kid. And I'm like, come on now. that That's not the Lake Forest way. Not the Lake Forest way, but it does no. happen. So, yeah, come prepared. And I, I like the screening. I like the, I like that it's just people from Lake Forest that kind of like that uh, as opposed to just anybody can come. Well, anybody can come. The Chicago to, beach mentality. Yeah, you, anybody can come, but you have to pay a fee if you're non-resident. And yeah. that was simply to, to moderate the amount of people. It's a, it's a wonderful beach. I think one of the best, if not the best, on the North Shore of Chicago. And, you know, there's only X amount of spots down there for X amount of people, right? And much, much like our community events, we love the fact that folks from, you know, Glencoe and Highland Park and Lincolnshire and other communities, Vernon Hills will come. But really, the, our events are, we don't want, we don't want 10,000 people there. We want it to be a Lake Forest, Lake Bluff community event and bring your friends and the neighboring yeah. folks to come. But, you know, we're not necessarily looking to draw people from 15, 20 miles away. And I think the beach is the same way. Yeah, Rick, I think part of the beach was the, the large cost in the 1980s uh, of doing the full renovation of the beach. I mean, they put in, uh, trucked in an immense amount of sand and rock uh, and really terraformed the whole uh, coast there into these coves and made a beautiful, beautiful beach. Uh, but it was a substantial expense for the taxpayers uh, at the time. And, and I think that's part of the justification for charging people to use the beach is that it cost money to create it. Yeah, yeah. And there's new, new sand down there in the adult pod, if you will, which is to the north end in there because of the erosion. New uh, vendors down there, so there's food and beverages. And and, and oh. if you haven't been to the beach yet, you're seeing some new stuff down there this let's year. Talk, let's talk vendors, Rick, because yeah, that's a vendor. hot that's good news. That's good news, yeah. yeah. I, Rick, big surprise. I happen to like my libations yeah. down at the beach. <laughs> and uh, I'm shocked. If, <laughs> After I go th down those uh, steps, is quite a bit of steps, and uh, I'm a little bit parched when I get down there. But the uh, the place isn't always open. Uh, how do we staff that, or do we do food trucks? Like, what's holding up having a third party down there that'll take the risk of having the staff open and you know pro pro providing. I don't think they allow any any alcoholic beverages there, do they? Oh yeah, they do. Our Dr. Tack mm -hmm. got it down there, my friend. Okay, good, good, good. There's uh, there's progress in the world. So so there's so it's a programming challenge, Pete. To your point, which is you know to staff it, you know how much activity you're going to get to warrant the staffing. They yeah. do use third party vendors down there to staff and supply uh, things throughout the year. So some of that is is ongoing. Um, you know, but generally it's a supply and demand issue, right? If more people used it, it'd be easier to staff it and have longer yeah. hours. Mm -hmm. But it's it's kind of hit or miss in terms of its usage. So, you know, I think I, I'm not exactly sure of the policy, but they are open for a certain amount of hours. But if it's a if it's a poor day and traffic is light, then you know sometimes they they will close early. That's what kind of what I'm we saying with the food more. the food trucks. If you do the food trucks, yeah. you know they can pull up and pull out. You know, and that there's something straight in yeah. theory, not practical, um, not because we don't want it, but because the vendors aren't there. I'll give you I'll give you two examples. You know, when we started hosting the Fourth of July Festival, everybody's like, well, why are you bringing in vendors from Chicago? Why don't you get the local restaurants to, to do this? And the answer is, is they're not staffed and they don't have the equipment to do it. 
or they don't want to do it on the 4th of July. Same thing for music festivals. We've tried, we try, try, try and ask local vendors to come in and serve in the community, create awareness of people coming in from out of town. It's a great way to get your restaurant notified. And they simply choose to say, we're just not set up to do that. So the food truck business uh, is, is the way of the future. We, we engage, we have, uh, the city has about 20 uh, vendors that have been approved because you got to go through Lake County Health Department and get a yeah. permit, that kind of stuff. So we have a, we have a pool of about 20 vendors that the city uses on a regular basis. And even then, folks, uh, I, we, we had folks, you weren't here, Pete, before you moved here, we had yeah. an Fest festival. Yeah. And the German vendor didn't show up for the event. So we, we were serving burgers and Indian food. <laughs> at, at October, I think, I, I, think <laughs> I was there for that one. Yeah, you can, you now, can imagine there were a few people that were like, "What is wrong with you people?" Well, the food truck <laughs> thing it seems to be a great way to go with it because it's portable. They're out there. I had to I had to run an errand last Saturday at um, Home Depot in Vernon Hills, and there was a pierogi food truck pulled up by the Home Depot. Uh, there, um, it does, but it doesn't even have to be a truck, Rick. Because maybe I got my facts wrong. Because I'm always right, Rick. Just ask my wife. But <laughs> Left Bank used to have a, a hot dog wagon yeah, down yeah. there, right? Yes. And and supposedly they can't do it. They want to do it, but there's some obstacle. I don't know what it is. And then on, on other vendors, I'm sure Jeff Urso, he's got the scale down to uh, provide down there, but. What I'm hearing, and I don't have any facts because the fact checkers left, that there's something being held up with the city to allow people to go down there and do that. I that's what I heard. That's all. Yeah, I'm saying. I, I don't. You know, it's always somewhere in the middle, right? Uh, and Jeff's doing a nice job. He has a lot of events in town. He's going to be working our event, not not Fourth of July, but he'll be at music yeah. festival. He'll be at the golf outing, serving. So he's got a nice business going. Um, but it, you know, it's it's a permitting and staffing issue. I would I will tell you this with the restaurants because we've had comp, we had, a lot of folks would love to be involved. It's labor shortage issues or the cost of labor right now. You know the the, the post pandemic challenge of being in the restaurant business when those issues are still there, and just getting their restaurant staff or getting people to show up is challenge number one. Let alone doing a a one off event, if you will, at right, house. right. Really? All right, we'll let you go on that, Rick. Uh, what uh, Joe's a, a newcomer. Joe, you weren't around last. When when did you get here, Joe? You weren't around August Christmas time. 13th. August. Oh, so did you see the tree lighting and all that stuff? I saw the show about it with Rick yeah. and yeah. Uh, uh, John Powers, but unfortunately, we had a, a schedule conflict that day. So they do the 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 lighting. Rick, where does that tree come from? Good question. So um, a variety of places. Um, sometimes there's a tree that needs to be removed in the community. And so uh, the timing will be as such as to remove that tree and, and set it up for, you know, for a month. Um, usually there's a tree donated uh, somewhere or open lands or somebody has a tree that, that they'll donate. So there's a variety of places that we're always looking to go grab a you know, 65 foot Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, I must be last year I thought was uh, really the best one that uh, tree lighting you've done. They even had uh, a, a band, I think, after, you know, there's a band afterwards, uh, which was yeah. new. That was, yeah, we did. Year. So last year, so, so that, you know, the funny thing about the tree lighting ceremony is, you know, it, it, 
it starts about 4.15 and by 5.30, it's over, right? And so yeah, right. there's a lot of setup to, to do that. So the, the thought was, is, hey, how do we get folks to come stay longer and enjoy, again, a community event? And so last year was a, was a new twist for us. Uh, we brought in food and beverages, uh, kids' activities, uh, you know, writing letters to Santa Claus, uh, cookie decorating, uh, vendors gave away donuts. I think the Ortel group, the local real estate group, gave away a thousand donuts to folks and hot chocolate and stuff. So yeah. we last year was our first attempt. So we brought in a band after the caroling and after the ceremony to play. And, and you know, the weather was particularly uh, warm last year, which was wonderful. So yes. we had about 5,800 people show up uh, for tree lighting. So Market Square has never seen so many people. So we have already begun the planning for this year's event. So we're going to tweak the, the schedule a little bit, but it'll be similar to last year uh, in terms of uh, having things for multiple people to do and, and food and drink available for those that want to yeah. do it. And they haven't built beverages. podcast stand at all these events. What do you think, Pete? <laughs> it's Pete walking around with his on-air sign. <laughs> so so how did that work out stretching it out you started it earlier like yeah we started people... at three o'clock and we went till eight um eight was probably a little well two things it felt a little long um so this year we're going to stop around seven um and and you know because you know it is cool outside and it was unusually warm last year so you know again i was going to say you got good weather for that you're like yeah, wait i don't want three, it now three, three to seven <laughs> three to seven extra so there'll be kids activities we'll have a band we'll have we'll have the carolers so the program will be similar we'll have hopefully more food vendors and more beverage vendors the lines were pretty long last year so we missed on that one so we're going to have more stations uh, available at least we're working on having more stations so people can get you know food and drink uh, a little quicker than they did last year yeah you would think it'd be good uh, for business too I, I wish that uh, more of the local businesses were open during the uh, tree lighting ceremony you know we bring all these people in uh and a lot of the stores are closed <laughs> yeah so we've so we had we, we we've got meetings going on already this year uh, we did last year and and uh there's been a challenge with you know the parking the lack of parking in front of the stores in Market Square is a challenge because we're setting up in the afternoon. So we we are encouraging the businesses to stay open. Um, most of them, in fact, half of them probably even close early just because they want to get out of there with all the commotion going on. But I, I agree with you, Rick. I mean, we're customers. Bringing, we're bringing 5,000 people to town and, and there's stores next door. So yeah. You know, other than Lululemon and and Williams and Sonoma, you know, most of them most of them shut down. So we're hopeful that they'll they'll remain open this year. Yeah, Rick, ain't the music business great? <laughs> it can be. <laughs> it can be. You know, it's it's fun to it's fun to throw events and to see all the people show up, and we always get thank you letters or hey, like Joe, hey, I'm new to town. This was great. Um, you know, so it's, it's fun to know that all this, you know, there's like 4th of July, which is obviously coming. So it's front of mind, you know, there's 70 people working behind the scenes while everybody's standing out in the field and enjoying themselves and having a good time. So it's always nice to know that people appreciate all the effort being put in to make it a nice day for so many. And a shout out to the city staff or the park and rec staff. They pitch in on it, those days, you right? You know, the city, city staff, you know, I moved here from California 20 years ago, right, and got involved, and and I, I just love it here. I mean, 
the the part that Sally and Joe and the city manager and the city staff and the mayor's office and Justin, Jason Wisha, I mean, there couldn't be folks that are more helpful. What do you need? What can we do? How can we do it? This, the, the police department, the fire department chiefs, they're all great. And, you know, it, it's a little Mayberry-ish for those of you that are my age or not, which is wonderful. And it's a Hallmark is, channel. The Hallmark channel movie, especially the tree lighting ceremony. And so it's just, it's a wonderful event. And, and we could not do it without the support of city staff and city government because it's just way yeah. too many moving parts for us to do it without, without, you know, of those 70 people working, 50 of them are city staff employees. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's wonderful to, to have... Uh, private organizations like uh, the park, Friends of the Park and Rec uh, doing these things. Like, like Lake Bluff, uh, the parade committee is a private organization. The Lake Bluff parade is not a government, it's not a village of Lake Bluff activity, uh, which is a really good thing if you've seen some of the floats in the parade. Uh, mm. there, would be, there would be big problems if it was a government sponsored, but it's not. It's private sponsored, uh, and it's good to see this kind of uh, private um, partnership with the local governments uh it really because the local government staffs both lake forest and lake bluff uh really do support uh, these uh, volunteer activities uh, yeah. that are the lifeblood of the community yeah now, Rick, how do we how do we send money your way mm -hmm. gosh you can just bring checks to my house no <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you go to the lake forest park and recreation department website the uh the foundation has a page there um, where you can go to um, and you can do online donations. You can, you know, tickets are now available for the 4th of July. We're already selling tickets. Um, the golf, the golf outing, I think is kind of sold out already. Um, but yeah, we have, we have uh, online donations, check, check writing. You'll see more uh, mailers for us. This beach project, as I said, you know, it's, it's $2.8 million in total build this pedestrian ramp all the way down and reinforce it. And there's lookout stations and there's various things, you know, it's not just a ramp. Um, so the city's kicking in 1.3 million, we're raising 1.5. So, so you're going to be hearing a lot from us over the next 18 months in terms of fundraising for these events. Primarily we've been doing parks, you know, with the, the, the pavilion was a, was a $600,000 pavilion out there at town line. Uh, the Deer, Deer, Deer Path Community Park, you know, the, that's kind of underway and some other stuff going there. So the focus now is down on the beach um, with this ramp uh, for our organization. We did the golf course project the last two years and the new lawn area is now open. If you haven't been to Deer Path Community Park, or excuse me, the golf course and seen that lawn area, it is spectacular uh, for a public facility. So Lots of ways to get involved. There are specific things we're looking for fundraising for. So if you do come to our friend's website, you'll see the various activities. There's one-off things that folks, we had a neat story a couple of years ago. There was a gentleman in town that when he played high school football, he could not afford a pair of cleats. So he borrowed cleats from a friend of his, you know, when he was in high school. So now, for example, for the youth program, he donates money for cleats for kids, right? Because he didn't have them when he was a kid. So there's neat things like that going on in the community. And so there's, there's shoulder pads, there's helmets, there's baseball batting cages. There's all sorts of things that we would love to add in terms of the amenities that aren't in the budget that you know our, our foundation helps raise money to, to acquire for the city. I think we should, uh, the businesses uh, should uh, be solicited as well. Uh, our law firm was one of the sponsors of the uh, tree lighting last year. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, the the it's easy for the businesses to step up, make a donation. It's tax deductible, uh, and it's good publicity, and everybody likes to see uh, local businesses supporting the local community like this. Uh, you know, yeah. that, that's a great point, Rick. If we do have businesses, we we'd love more. Uh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention two that have been huge uh, during my time here, which is Lake Forest Bank and Trust or Wind Trust. Yes. Yes. The Waymer family, Ed and Dorothy, have been huge supporters of everything in the community, right, for the last yes. 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. Not only our foundation and others. And my gosh, how different would our community be without the support of Wind Trust and, and the Waymer family and others? Uh, and then Fields Auto Group. You know, Dan Fields lives in town. Um, and, and they're a big sponsor again this year, have been years in the past. And so, you know, they have, I think, 18 or 20 dealerships around the country, a bunch in, bunch in Chicago, as you know, with the, the Mini Cooper. Um, they have a BMW dealership and, and a Mercedes dealership as well, and a Land Rover dealership down in Winnetka. But they've been actively involved in the community of all those dealerships. So, you know, Dan Fields and his staff have been huge. They're, they're uh, put, for example, they're putting up cars this year for the golf outing. So there's two hole-in-one opportunities. If anybody gets a hole-in-one, they win a car. And so Fields is just going, hey, that'll be fun. Let's do that. Everybody loves those Mini Coopers, you know? <laughs> yeah, Dan's a great guy. You know, his family, his legacy of that business and, and the auto group and his team have been wonderful, wonderful supporters of our events over the last And the year. insurance company that's covering that. That's where the money is. <laughs> I don't know, Pete. You're a pretty good golfer. You should get out there and take a whack. Wait, wait, hold on, Rick. I, I've, I know. I've, I've tried that so many times. I've never even come remotely close. Take the oh. <laughs> Yeah, Rick, Rick, Rick Amos from the Lake Forest Friends of Parks and Rec, friends of Park and Rec's Lake Forest. Is that the right way to say it? Rick? Friends of Lake, Lake, the Friends of Lake Forest Park and Recreation Foundation is our official name. But yeah, the foundation. Every, everybody really calls us the Friends of Parks and Rec. It's kind mm -hmm. of our nickname. Yeah, the Friends. We like yeah, friends. 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 Rick, I, I need as many friends as I can get. <laughs> hey, now you got one. Okay. <laughs> Till the show's over. Yeah. <laughs> the Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Gangier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest owned Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. 
We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters. Matt A, Elizabeth C, Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C, and Helen. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broad Stop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. 